real business and real business and real business. Whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation. That's really what real business owners is, man. Like, we don't care where you come from, yeah. where are you going? Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose. You want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful, don't give up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast. This is episode 120 with myself, Trevor Cowley. As always, Kel Goodman. What's up, people? Guys, yes, we have a treat for you today. It's a treat for us, too. We've been talking about getting this man on for... I don't know, at least at least six months. We've kind of been going yeah, back and yeah, forth. Yeah. We're like, come up to Utah. We're going to come down to you. And, and you know, obviously, with as busy as we are, as busy as he is, it's, it's definitely difficult to get, uh, you know, a few high achievers in the same room at uh, at one time. So we're, we're honored to have you on the podcast. This individual is an entrepreneur. This individual is an investor. He's a model, a fitness pro. And as of yesterday, a published author yay guys yeah. welcome burton hughes on the podcast i really appreciate you guys having me here yeah. um to say that'd be an author is uh it's kind of weird probably to hear huh yeah man did I, you grow up reading books or was that not your thing and then now all of a sudden you're an author so it's like man, whoa I, you remember those little reading clubs you had to do when you're like a little uh, kid just I to would, earn a pizza or something like a, i did the books where yeah. there was no words and i would just look at the pictures and i was, oh, yeah. you know i was i was cheating the game i was always <laughs> even when i was young i was trying to figure out like, you were always the, hustling even always on the reading thing man, always yeah. always so yeah. To say I'd be an author, it was one of those things, I think over the last few years, I felt this calling. I really did. I feel like mm. there's certain things in life where, you know, you're, you feel like you're kind of, it's not that you're steered. Yeah. There's something guiding you. There's no question yeah. about it. And you I started those feeling, thoughts like over and over. And it was just like, man, I got to listen to this thought and I got to freaking do something about it. They do. Because I think that's like your inner voice, like trying yeah. to like, you know, you know, 100%. But the thing is, is you know, the imposter syndrome starts sinking in, right? Yeah. You start thinking like, what does anyone want to hear? Who's going to read my book? Yeah, 100%. Getting, you know, but, but, but really during COVID last year, um, I literally was doing cardio one morning and, and I, I call it like a laser beam or a lightning bolt literally hit me. Mm. And I felt like I had a duty because I'm at the point now where I'm getting better, but I'm also allowing myself that with the platform that I have that I can help it. I can Other help people. others. Yeah. And it's not a where you're at on a socioeconomic level. I work with people that, you know, I've, I've talked to and I just have a really cool way that I approach my day and a system yeah. that I've been following. But the thing is, I didn't know I had a system until mm -hmm. so I started, you know, talking to yeah. other people and they're like, you actually, like, there's something here yeah. to me. It was just how I always just ran my days, yeah. but it ended up actually like there was a, in a weird way, like I had a system, didn't know it. You accidentally created it. 100%. Structure without purposely creating structure. Yeah. It was like you had so much to get done. So by default, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this here. That, and you're just kind of making it work. They were my non-negotiables, yes. right? And then I started getting around some like high achievers. I was talking to these people. And it wasn't until I had a conversation with this insurance broker and his his insurance practice is connected to his wife's uh, medical practice, right? right? So like they're doing well. Yeah. Right. But then I just straight asked him, I said, like, when's the last time you went to your kid's soccer game? Uh. And they must have just triggered something in him because, like, it's weird to see like a grown man's lip quiver. Right. And like, I saw it. I saw him yeah. break. Well, most people, even if they can see that this guy probably is very checked out of his family, someone's not going to actually call him out on it. Yeah. You, you call them out. I just so asked him. I just, straight, I just straight asked him. And you know, the thing was, is it wasn't like I was trying to call him out. I legitimately. You weren't trying to be rude. It about wasn't it. rude, no. but we had a relationship. I'm like, because I could, there, I, I, one thing there I said, I have a there. gift. I can see things in yeah. people and I can see, I could see it. And we had a decent relationship. I said, man, when's the last time? And he's like, I haven't. My kids are 15, man. I haven't been to any of their games, any of their, like, mm. dance recitals. And, like, they hit me hard because one of my non-negotiables. Is your when, family. Yeah, kids. man, I can't. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to miss my kids' gymnastic events or dance things. Now, there's always the one-off time, like, where you're scheduling conflict. But I'm not just going to go because I'm busy. It's not It's not 100%. It's like 90% of the time you're there. And then 100. there's the one-off situation every six months where it's just – it just happens. might not work, or but whatever. I didn't want right. to be like the dad that's like you're doing really well, but absentee then like, dad that's just paying like, hey, here you go. I did, Here's the lifestyle. I didn't want that. Yeah. I never was going to be that. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, you're self-employed. Yeah, you get to choose. And you know what the funny thing is? A week later, he said, you've changed my life. Mm. And the thing is, is with that. I've been getting chills talking about it because so now got, when you said that, I got it, you. Yeah. it changed. And then that's where you don't, it doesn't matter where you're at in your journey or what you're doing or how successful you are. Like you have a platform and the things that you say do matter. So when I told him that he literally said, you're right. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, and I was like, you know what the nice thing is, man? I was like, you can change it. Change it. It's you know, not too late to change it. I just heard, who was it that I was listening to not too long ago, a different podcast, but I think they said, man, if you're saying I'm too busy, that's just some weak-ass shit. It is. It's just weak, man. That's what, bi- like, people that say, oh, I'm just so busy. It's like. It's a scarcity mindset because yeah. you're not wow. busy. You you make the choices and you choose where you're going to be. Yeah. And right. with him, he told me, he was like, I've been packing my bag. He's like, I'm going to the gym early in the morning to get right because I was talking about, like, you know, like, I want to be able to walk my daughters down the aisle in 20 years. Yeah. Right. So, like, physical, yeah, we can talk about the fitness and modeling, stuff like that. That's great. That's mailbox money for me. Yeah. But more importantly. I want to be healthy for my kids. I want to be healthy. I want them to be. Even I want the to, example aspect of it. If you're going to be excellent yeah. and be excellent in all things. Now, I've also been called like, you know, you're egotistical and you're uh, elitist and you're all like, I've <laughs> been called all those things. Yeah. But because I demand that upon myself, you know. So, but anyway, like he was one of those guys. He dropped 20 pounds. He's feeling good. He reconnected with his wife, his family. He feels more engaged. And what happened is, is now, you know, we touch base. We talk to base all the time, but it's mostly business. But I'm like, hey, man, how are things are going? He's like, never better. Never. His business is better. He's more grateful. I think a lot of times when you get kind of, it maybe take maybe a mastermind or being around someone, someone from the outside just giving you that little, that little idea. And the light bulb went off. And he was like, you're right, man. You're right. And that just shows you the power of surrounding yourself with the right people. And we were talking about that prior to coming on air, you know, um, everything is relative, right? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, Burton has a beautiful watch. He's like, oh, it's not a big, I hang out with people that have watches that are half a million dollars, right? It's just yeah. all relative, right? <laughs> and so Love you guys need to understand if you're not surrounding yourself with people that are at a different level than you that can help you think a little bit differently, yeah. what are you doing? Right. You know, we met Burton literally in Apex, yeah. in the Apex group. And that's why we love the group is because we get to meet individuals like this that are- You have never in, met. You we would have never, never, never met, met, and then you're impacting people in a positive way. You're challenging yourself in a positive way, yeah. right? Physically, mentally, emotionally. Uh, I mean, dude, you you look like a just a flat out stud, right? You look like a guy that you. I, I look at you. People are gonna say this guy's probably never had any issues, any problems in his life, right? He thinks that it looks like he got it all figured out. You got beautiful house, beautiful cars, the the watch. So. In yeah. somebody else's eyes that don't have that, you have everything and you have no struggles. Right. You can't have those things unless you've had struggles. 100%. And people need to realize that. And, and, and mm-hmm. if you're going through struggles right now, that's just you paying your dues so that you can have those things in yeah. three years, five years, 10 years. You didn't get that stuff overnight that's where the that's where the insecure the insecurity comes from in other people too man when you get people calling you egotistical and elitist and they're just like they're afraid to approach you because you've been putting the work to be this person that you're that you're designing right yeah and that uh they might just be intimidated right right? right? because of their own insecurities and it's not even you yeah right they're not doing the work they know that you are so if they surround themselves with you their insecurities make them feel less than it's not you making them feel less than because if they actually approached an individual like Burton, Burton would be an individual to put his hand out and try to help. 100%. Lift, lift because I was pulled up. up. I was exactly. pulled up. It's, this yeah. is what you do. Yeah. I do got a question about yeah, that though real quick because yeah. I mean you wrote the you wrote the book on this man. Yeah, I haven't I did, read the book cuz it just came out. But <laughs> yeah. I mean it's literally yeah, called Align sure you Your get, Empire, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. so obviously from the title, I mean you have written the book, you've written the book on 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 surrounding yourself with the right people and mm-hmm. but but you know there's there is people that are they're afraid to approach other people mm-hmm. or go into just jump into a mastermind like is a high level one especially like what kind of advice do you have? Cuz I had a guy reach out to me just the other day and he's like, "Man, I want to hang out with you. I want you to be my friend because I to see all these things you're doing and i'm like no offense dude i don't got time to be your, your friend that's kind of weird. right and i'm not trying weird. to weird yeah I'm, weird. I'm not trying to be like I, like i got a new baby i got a wife yeah. a family i'm yeah. focused on i got business partners businesses dude mm-hmm. like i don't i think they think i go out and do barbecues and play on the lake and all the shit i'm like i don't yeah you know like when i do it's like that's your time declare yeah. to your time i'm not, not trying you know what i mean it. i'm not trying yeah. to be your mentor dude and that's not really that's not that's not what i'm trying to be so i hate shutting him down i'm not trying to shut him down if someone calls me and they're like hey i need advice like, oh yeah cool man i'll give you some advice but i don't have time to like go make new friends sometimes right yeah. depends on my phase of life yeah, for sure but what do you what kind of advice do you give to people that are like maybe a little insecure they're like i know i need to align my empire i know i need to step it up right mm-hmm. So, and guys, that's his, that's the name of the book, Align Your Empire, yeah. right? And then the biggest thing for me is like I had to I had to look at my own life. Yeah. You know, and and can I can I 
yep. got to free up a little bit of time yeah, to kind of yeah. talk. So the thing is, you were kind of talking about from the outside looking in, right? You kind of, and and with that, you know, people I've heard white privilege, I've heard all these different things. There's, you know, there's all these different, you know, we're putting labels on everybody, mm-hmm. but. Let me just tell you this, and I'm not going to go into because I've been on a lot of podcasts and I don't want to regurgitate, but just to give you an idea, I grew up in a single wide trailer in, outside of Columbus, Ohio. My mom's been married 11 times. I had a brother that was killed in a drug deal that went wrong. I had another brother just recently in 2012. So my, one of my stepbrothers committed suicide. He's got triplets. So there's been adversity. You know, there was, I remember when I was in, uh, I was in fifth grade, we had a drive-by shooting at the house. My mom was laying on the couch, you know, six bullets run through the front door, one through the couch. Hmm. And this was on my mom's break. My brother's slinging eight balls out of the, out of the house, selling cocaine out of the house. So we grew up rather poor. So when I saw my brother making the quick buck, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was cool, like, you know. But the thing is, is that's the the life that I knew. I knew I wanted more. I just didn't have. I didn't know how. Right. All I and I didn't really even know we were poor. I remember like the electricity would get turned off, and like we'd make like a fort, and like make it a game. Yeah. You know, I remember going to the to the food pantry and getting a box of food, but like my, my dad and my stepmom making it like a game out of it. So the thing is, is like I had this overall very happy disposition. I knew I wanted yeah. more, but I didn't, I just didn't have like the resources. I just didn't know. So to say what I, that I'd be an author now, like, are you kidding me? No, I, I have no idea. But the biggest thing I will tell you is when I was 15, my dad said, Hey, there's this book um, by Andrew Carnegie. And it was how to win friends and influence people. Mm-hmm. I talked about that yesterday. And the name of the book sounded absolutely ridiculous to yeah. me. I was almost embarrassed. I'm like, oh my god. I don't want anybody to see me reading this. Oh. Like I'm a loser and I don't know how to make <laughs> friends. I think my yeah. dad at 15, right? Yeah, but here's the cool thing. That's when my mind started going, oh. This isn't the book that I have to read in school. This is the book that they should be having us read in school as far as we were reading Lord of the Flies or whatever it was in yeah. grade. You know, but when my dad handed me that, A, I was embarrassed. But then I was like, you know, they had just started like doing Amway stuff. So they were thinking big. And I was like, cool, let me check this out. So I started going through there and I started seeing some of these things that I was doing because intrinsically God had given me some gifts. So when I was in kindergarten, first grade, I was always getting in trouble with socializing too much, doesn't, you know, defies authority. My, <laughs> they were red. There was no black on my, cause like they were red. <laughs> they were red. Sounds familiar. Bro, Sounds and, familiar. and the thing is, it's like, everyone's like, sit down, be quiet. I'm, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. But what happened is, is after enough times, people telling you to sit down and be quiet, mm-hmm. you lay down, man. Yeah. I yeah. did. And the thing is, is talking about another guy, Tim Grover, the book, you know, he says like, you know, we're born relentless and then you're taught to relent. Mm-hmm. What happens is, is, even in life, like as a kid, like I, I laid down. Yeah. I just stopped. I stopped asking questions because the thing is I had questions out and they thought it was me being defiant towards authority. Yeah. I wanted to know why. Yeah. I'll figure out the how. Tell me why. And you were I'll, wanting to go deeper. I did. Yeah. But when you start asking questions that people don't know, it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. Different makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. I was sit down, be quiet. Yeah. He's ADHD or whatever. I mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, he's bipolar. No, it's not those things are putting labels on me. Yeah. I just was different. I had to process information differently. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got out of my own way and I was able to step back once I got into my 20s, I started getting success, successful, but I started thinking like I was a dreamer. I was always thinking possible. I was always thinking big, but everyone was telling me, you know, be careful, baby. You, I don't want to see you hurt and all this stuff. But like, it's just we're wired different. And when you start trying to run from that, that's when the anxiety kicks in. That's when the depression kicks in. Because if you know what you're supposed to do intrinsically, you know what you were made to do. You know your highest and best use. And everyone's telling me, you're going too fast and you're pushing too hard. Like, I laid down too. And then Mm -hmm. that's when I started really suffering with, like, the anxiety and depression. So I feel like all of the things that I wrote about in this book, I've crashed and burned in these areas. So mindset was the first one I talk about in the book. Then I start talking about faith, family fitness, your finances, and then overall your network. Mm -hmm. Those are the six things that you need to keep an eye on. And then you start talking about like work-life balance. I started saying, well, like you can't balance things if you're trying to build a business. You just have to get everything pointed in the right direction. And it was during COVID last year. And I saw a lot of people taking some L's and businesses were closing. 
I started thinking, well, if everyone's closing, then why don't I buy their market share? So I doubled down on my marketing, right? And then I was doing cardio one morning because they started shutting the gyms down, but I wasn't going to let my fitness fold, right? So I just started getting better. So I got back in the best shape of my life. I started doubling down on my marketing. I doubled my business. And I'm not saying this to brag, but what I'm saying is when others were laying down, yeah. I was on the gas. Yeah. And if I would have been the person that they told me to sit down and be quiet and lay down, I'd be in a W-2 job worrying about like the extra $350 a week that you're getting in front of unemployment. But I just never had that mindset. And I, and I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, but this stuff it. is yeah. exactly no, what they don't teach you in school. And they try to tamp it out of kids because they want to put them on Ritalin and all this kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. the thing is, it was a gift. Yeah. But it makes gifts. Your gifts will make people uncomfortable. You know, so what? Now, that was the, it. The, the theme that I see here, because you talked about last year, COVID, you know, yeah. people taking L's and, um, and you got in the best shape of your life. Yeah. I it, it sounds like you performed even better in the face of adversity. When in situations where the average person would fold, that's where you rise to be your best, mm -hmm. right? If it was all easy sunshine and rainbows, maybe you wouldn't be your best. Wonderful thing about life, it's full of adversity. 100%. So it's built for you, mm -hmm. right? Life, like uh, people say, life happens to you, but I feel like yeah. life happens because of you. Right. And it's how you look at it. You know, I got my butt handed to me during the real estate, you know, thing. I was a realtor. I lost like 60 grand one month. And it took me a couple months to realize that, hey, the market just crashed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I learned a lesson that I wasn't going to let that happen again. Yeah. I wasn't going to let circumstances. Absolutely. Granted, I can't control that, but I can approach, I can control how I, you know, my mindset and how I approach it. And I think the biggest thing is, is you were kind of talking about people judging you. You know, let me tell you, when I was 21 years old, I weighed like 116 pounds, legit. You know, mm -hmm. I looked very, like, like I didn't even hit, I always laugh and say I didn't hit puberty until I was 25, right? <laughs> but I always lacked confidence. And I think a lot of that confidence was, you know, growing up, people telling you to lay down, be quiet. And I grew up kind of impoverished. So I, I, I kind of felt less than adequate. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and try to be cool. Like, I'll just yeah. be honest with yeah. you. Like, yeah. I always felt inferior, you know, where I grew up and stuff like that. And I really were trying to run from it because I was embarrassed. But, you know, I, I started thinking like, okay, I started making a little bit of money. I was selling houses. So this would have been mid-2000s. And I was mid-20s. Was it down here in Texas? No, it was up in Columbus, Ohio, where I'm okay. from, the Midwest. Gotcha. And the thing is, is, I started thinking like, how can I get confidence? Because no matter how much money I was making, I still didn't have the confidence. Yeah. So I thought like if I got a trainer and a dietitian, I can get in the best shape of my life and then that'll give me the confidence, right? Because it also put me back in athlete mode to where you're training for something. Yeah. And that's what I did. So I hired a trainer and a coach and I just said like, this is what I meant. I'm all in. And with that, during the, when the market was going crazy, life, work, variable, diet, training, working hard, all that was my control. So I leaned on my fitness, mm -hmm. which then gave me the control because I can control what I eat, the cardio that I was doing. So I was galvanizing my body, but I didn't realize it at the time. It was galvanizing my mind because then I realized how much I could actually do in a day because I was doing two cardios a day. I was doing two workouts a day. I was eating all my meals. I was still producing on the real estate side. I was getting an edge. Yeah. I was getting my time and I started realizing like, okay, if I structure my days and I have to structure my meals, cause I can get seven meals in a day. Like it seems silly. It seems trivial, but there's life lessons in anything. Mm -hmm. And then that was, that was really it. So I got the confidence. And then next thing you know, the more confident I felt, I started closing more deals because I felt good. And the cool thing is, is when people start seeing you get the best shape of your life, they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. And that's universal because it doesn't matter what culture, what side of people will respect someone's in shape because yeah. they know it's time. Yeah. You know, it's time. you have to have discipline. You wow. do. You can and look at somebody. Respect yeah. That. Like physically, you can look at somebody. One, you know that they care about themselves. And yes. secondly, they're a high achiever and highly disciplined. And the thing is, you can't fake it. You, yeah. you have to do the work. You can fake, you know, like, you know, the watches, Watch, the car. You can car. fake that yep. stuff. But you can't fake discipline. Mm -hmm. And the thing is with me, you know, this is like people try to think it's vain. Like, I always, my dad said, if you look good, you feel good. My cars are clean inside and out. Work truck or not, I want to have a clean environment. Yeah. My clothes are clean. Like, everything I do is very much by design because I feel like I'm in control. I'm sure a psychologist would have a field day with that. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, yeah. right? I'm sure they're just like, oh, this guy's clinic. You know, he's yeah. classic. Da, 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 da. OCD. 100%. They're, they're going to just I, all the alphabets. But I want excellence in everything, yeah. brother. I yeah. don't want to be just like yeah. someone that's out here winging it. Like, I'm in control. Yeah. And I'm not a control freak. I just, everything is that I do is very intentional and deliberate. Well, and I think it's gonna, because you care enough that you want to control the, you, 
the environment. You control the controllables and what happens with that, it ends up freeing up your time and you'll have less stress and anxiety. Because what happened for me is when I started saying like, these are my things, this is my time. And I started making like in the morning, I do cardio in the mornings and in the afternoons, for the most part, 3.30 to 4.15, I'm in an appointment with myself back in the gym. So if someone calls, can you meet me? I'm like, no, I can meet you at you know 2.30 or I can mm-hmm. meet you at 4.30 because I got an appointment. They yeah. don't need to know what my appointment is. I'm yeah. just telling you when you're in control and you're not being pulled in several different directions, there's a freeing aspect of that. Yeah. And then also people are doing the 75 hard. I love that. But I've been doing literally the kind of a version of set for, for oh, it's kind of crazy to say <laughs> since 2009, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, is I was doing it, but in a weird way, I was coming up with my system. And then over this last 10 years, that's where Align Your Empire, because I was aligning it. Yeah. I was doing it. I just yeah. didn't know I had a system. And it wasn't until I got in a room, someone's like, there's something there. Yeah. But I would have never known because I wasn't looking at it like that. I was just, I was just, this is what I do. Let me ask you this real quick yeah. before we move too far on. Because I know, uh, I know I want to ask, or Trevor wants to ask you questions. But yeah. um, when you talk about your family, yeah, almost on your teachers and the school and calling you ADD. And, yeah. you know, obviously now looking back, you're like, man, I'm so glad I went through that. And I had to figure it out on my own. Yes. But my wife, she shared this article with me one day. Cause I have my daughter. I struggle with her. Right. Cause she's like, she's very challenging. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like she's, she's the one kid that it's like, she will challenge me. Like if, if it's, she's done something wrong and I have to like, yeah. that's a teaching mom. She's still going to challenge me, mm-hmm. you know? And so we read this article one day, we're laying in bed and, and it's like, Hey, don't, when you got these kids that are like that, don't put their light out. Right. Oh. Don't put their light out like that because that's something that is a gift it's for them. It's going to like they're going to be powerful people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she's just crazy. She's the most persistent person ever. I'm like, I want to recruit her already yeah. to come work for us. But obviously I don't want her to do that, too. So but uh, but I, it was so interesting. I just kept thinking about it as you were talking. I felt compelled, compelled to share that because a lot of people that have kids are listening right now. It's like when you have that. And trust me, I got frustrated with it, too. Well, and gonna, I was that you're kid. You're going to. Even though I was that kid, because yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. totally relate with what you're saying. I was that kid that was in trouble for socializing too much. And I, I was told to, to shut up and sit down and all that stuff, too, man. And and uh, But it was still hard for me as a parent yeah. to be challenged with her like like, like that. And, like, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. just have this kid that's so persistent and ADD and all these things that they label it. But it's like, man, I don't want to put her light out. But at the same time, too, like... You went through this. You had to figure it out on your own, which made it so much more powerful yeah. for you to to skyrocket to the person you are now. The cool thing is with your daughter, and I'm going to yeah. tell you this, steer it. Yeah. Because it's a double-edged sword. This yeah. gift is also that type of personality. We're also the most at risk for drug abuse, mm-hmm. alcoholism, crime. Right. All of that. Exactly. Because it is the drive that makes you great is the drive that can... <laughs> just steer it, man. Yeah. Don't try to stamp it out. Yeah. Just try to with corrections, out. you know? And, and yeah. the thing is, is man, you, you, I remember when my daughter Coco was my firstborn, like you take your baby home, you know, you, you put it in the child seat, right? Yeah. And you're driving home. Like, Where's the instruction manual yeah, on this thing? You know, yeah. I'm sitting there, but like something did click in my brain because I started declaring like who I was going to be as a father because I learned a lot of things when I was growing up, like the father or like the parent that I'm not going to be. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you can look at like, oh, boo-hoo, you know, we had some tough times, but I started thinking like, well, this is what I'm not going to do. Right. Right. So that's why I work hard so my daughter can be in the private schools because I want her to have the education that I didn't have. And again, I'm not saying that I that I that I regret any of it because I don't. Yeah. But what I'm able to do now steer it. is steer it. Right. So it's, I feel like in our life, like you're kind of like the pilot. Yeah. You know, you're a pilot of your ship. And I'm starting to find out that and this is a weird kind of metaphor, too, but the wake <laughs> is bigger than the ship. Yeah. So I feel like my daughters, if I can pour into them what I didn't know. Imagine how much further they can be mm-hmm. if they didn't lose their 20s like I did because I was battling myself and I was battling like a self-identity thing. You know, I'm better for it. But part of this book was is if I can tell some people, like, these are the things that I went through and these are some things that I, I don't feel like it's anything revolutionary. I just think I package it in a really yeah. cool way. Yeah. If I can save some people a little bit of time and heartache, I want to do that. And that's really what this book was about was it's not about, I don't care if I make a dime. I think we have it. I mean, the amount of pre-sales we have, it's going to, it's going to do well, but it was more of a mission that I felt like a duty that I needed to speak on some things that I felt like I had a big enough platform and I've gone through it that me speaking on it, there was some validation there. And I felt like it was my duty to do so. I'm so glad you shared that, man. And ever, ever since I read that article with my wife in bed that night, it's like, Oh, 
I see it now. Can I'm I tell like, you? Okay. Can I tell it's you like another? You call it steering it, but I'm like, I just sometimes got to take a step back and let her be her. You do, and and uh, not put her light out. Right. Another book I want you to read. I, I read a lot, and I'm sure you guys do too. Yeah. I listen and read. Um, strong father, strong daughters. Okay. Um, there's kind of an attack on masculinity right now. Yeah. But your daughter, the way she's going to develop, the man you are, mm-hmm. is going to make her a better person. Mm-hmm. And it's also going to allow, I'm, you know, I'm trying to preach, man, like no, just no, talking I to you man to man. Yeah. The way you are with your daughters is how they're going to feel self-esteem wise. Yep. A lot of those relationships that are broken down young, the girls are at risk for eating disorders, mm-hmm. um, sexual abuse, physical abuse later because they feel some type of inferiority or whatever like that. So it's our duty as fathers raising these young women to be strong, right? You just make sure you're doing that. And, and like I said, steering it, the best thing you can do is you can't control people. You just have to, you know, correct the behavior, but it's really the, you know, you, you, it's the attitude, mm-hmm. it, but you correct the behavior, but it's not the person her acting out. So she doesn't know how to explain that she's having a bad day. Yeah. You don't think about that. Like you wake up, like you said, you wake up, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But then when our kid wakes up and they're a little bit sideways, cause they want to do it, they we don't yell know at how them, to we say, go sit in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, you don't think about that. The kid's going right. to have a bad day every now yeah. and again, but the, we're, we're quick to yell and, and get frustrated and put your seatbelt on. I don't want to put my seatbelt on, you know, but the thing is, it's like, Kids don't have bad days right. too. Yeah, it's you know? not. It's not that they don't they're want to people. put a seatbelt on. It's just there might be something Whatever else. Is, they're just lashing out. You just out. need There's to ask, else. man. Yeah. So I think that that's just you know, as parents, man, we we. <laughs> so I'm going deep, but I just think that that's one thing. But yeah. that's a really cool book. The guys that are listening right now, if you have daughters, like strong fathers, strong daughters, listen to the book. But it's going to be really eye opening. Mm. Yes, you know what? What I got out of that is either you're going to pretty much let the world steer them in terms of their own self-worth and self-esteem yeah. or you're going to. That's and you so just got to do your that's best. That's a great point. You got to you do. do your best. You do. And if you let the world do it, God they're help us in all. trouble. Yeah. And that's they're why in we're trouble. in And that's because why we're in where the situation we're in right now. I mean, that, that's a fact. Marketing is to make you feel less than that you need this, 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 and this to be of value. Right. That's what the world will do if they have no direction. So my daughters are going to have the correct information. I'm going to teach them values. I'm going to teach them the non-negotiables and hope that they make good choices down the road. And I'll always be their dad, no matter how old they are. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So I'm going to be the best example, example that I can be. So they're not going to have to under, they're never going to question where I am. They're not going to ever question the waiver. But for me, like the way I run my business, the way I run my household, the way I do these things, like they're seeing that they're seeing how you approach and how you talk to your mate, your wife or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So I just think that that's one thing that you need to look at from a holistic standpoint is, yeah, you may be great in business, but how's your home life? You know, how's your relationship with your kids? Yeah. You may be successful. You're checking all the boxes, but if you don't have a relationship just with like your the kids, soccer situation or whatever earlier that you were talking my about, my thing right? is it's never too late. So yeah. all I'm saying is, is like, again, coming back to the family aspect, you got your family of origin, you got your family, you know, you got your family of origin and then obviously you have your family of choice, but then you're actually starting your own family. If that's what you're going to do, things that you don't like about your past, you can kind of correct it because you can become the person that you've always wanted because you could design it. Yeah. So. I'm so glad we went there, man. That yeah. Was, that was no, great. that was good. I guarantee a lot of people will get value from that. Um, let's switch gears real quick. Yeah. Okay. I like this. Um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Me too. Me <laughs> too. Fuck, we've been trying to get this done Probably forever, and I'm just glad. Forever, yeah, man. I'm just glad that we're here and, and, and jamming out for yeah. sure. It's, well, there's it's so, so much to burn too. It's like we want to switch yeah, gears and get some of that. Yeah. Other, other He's like good an stuff. onion. He's got a lot yeah. of layers, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, like I do, yeah. Um, you know, I'm guilty of this as well, you know, it, looking at individuals with the nicer things, and you're like, oh, they probably live paycheck to paycheck. You know, money management types, mm-hmm. type situation. And there are people that do that. There's plenty of people that do that, right. you know, and I'm not a big fan of right when you start touching a little coin to go just blow it and reward yourself. Right. There's, you know, just as you talked about discipline and probably all areas of your life, yeah. even the finance yeah. aspect of it. Right. And it's difficult to do when you sacrifice and, mm-hmm. and, and it's been years and you start making a little bit of money, you want to reward yourself very quickly. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Burton's an individual that has the ability to one, reward himself, but also continue to invest into the future. Yeah. And this is the type of shit we've been talking about on this podcast for a long time. Yeah. If you make enough sacrifices, you can have both things. But if you make no sacrifices and you just do the lifestyle thing, you can get yourself in, in some trouble 
And when that faucet dries up, you've got all these nice things or liabilities at that point and no assets. You've done an amazing job of kind of balancing both of those things with yeah. the Lamborghinis and the watches and the beautiful house. And an individual might say, oh, he's probably living, living beyond his means. Right. And, and I know we know personally because yeah. we've made investments with you in different yeah. ventures, right? Um, that you do a good job on that side of things as well, right? I never, <laughs> I love that question because yeah. I think about that a lot. And that's that whole balance thing. And um, I never liked the word or like you either can do this or this. Yeah. My whole mind was, is how can I do both? Yeah. How can I do both? Yep. So quick, quick little, just a little back in history real quick. I didn't, like I said, I didn't know we were poor. I didn't, had no idea, but I knew that I wanted to make money young. So I was any, any way I could do it. I was, I was doing some type of hustle always legally. But then I realized that, um, in my town in Columbus, Ohio, there's this country club called, um, it's called Sioda country club. And if you've seen the movie Caddyshack, there's that, that the Bushwood, you know what I mean? There's like Bushwood, you know, you yeah. know, but the thing was, is like, if there was a country club that was modeled after like that movie or whatever, like Sioda was it, it was where guys are literally worth a hundred million dollars and I'm caddying for these guys. So I'm in proximity to like these very like, like winners. Yeah. But then I had to also then kind of hide and disclose like where I'm from. So I had to learn how to like kind of schmooze and kind of talk that talk. So I became a chameleon. But what I needed to do is look when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, when I was in high school in the summer, my friends would sleep in, you know, and then screw off or whatever. And then they'd wake up at 1130 or noon and then go to the pool all day. How I looked at it is, is if I'm caddying. If I got up at 5.30 or 6, I could be at the golf course by 7, pick up around by 7.30. I can make anywhere from 85 to $150. And then guess what? You can go to the pool. You got it right. I can have both. So when people say like, or, I don't like that. I like and. So call me excessive, but I'm always working at how can I have both? But what did you say? You called it discipline. I didn't want to sleep in. I found time. I made time. It was a life hack. I approach that in all my ways of life now. So I'm looking at how can I basically not stretch myself too thin, but how can I maximize my time? So you were talking about the cars, the 1989 Lamborghini Countach that was on the wall in my bedroom when I was younger. My brother, John, when he was, he was killed in a, a drug deal, unfortunately, but we made a pact that day when I was, I mean, it would have been 1989. So I was seven. We said one day we're going to have that. Yeah. I kept the promise. You know, some people can say, oh, you got a little dick. Now, I've been called all of it. You know, yeah. a little dick, you're compensating this and that. You know what the funny thing about the Lamborghini is I've had three now. I have, I have my, my third one now. I kept the promise to my brother because even though he's gone, I know he's looking down on me and he's like, you Absolutely. did it, little brother. You did it. You kept your promise. And that was what the Lamborghini thing was. So more than anything, it was more that I'm intentional. I kept my promise. So he wasn't able to see it. I know he sees it now. And I know he's happy. Mm-hmm. But that's where the Lamborghini came from. So you can call that a metaphor for life. But how I looked at it is, is I was a dreamer. I was told those things aren't for you. Yeah. Those cars back then were a hundred grand. You know what Lamborghinis cost now? V twelve. They're pushing four hundred thousand. Seven hundred. I just got mine in March. I paid three forty eight for the Lamborghini Aventador. I just got offered four forty for it. So now you want to talk about liabilities and assets? Yeah. Well, guess what? I'm up a hundred grand on that car right now. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if you can find a way to do both. Do that. Don't be, you know, someone that's out here and spending all your money and all that. Like, I get that. But you know, growing up, I was always looking at what things cost. I always liked the more expensive things. It wasn't that I was looking yeah, at the too, cost. Man. Like, I always did. My dad's like, I like quality. crazy. He's like, yeah. you're always the most expensive. I was like, well, I like the most expensive things because I had an eye for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So someone like me, I, if I want the nice thing, I'm about to put the work in. Yeah. But that's where the discipline came in. So my thing was, is how can I do more? That's it. If you see quality things, mm -hmm. you see quality people too, yeah. man. When you got the eye for yeah. quality, you know what I mean? You 100%. can't. <laughs> 100%. But the thing is, is I, I, you, I, you, I mean, even like Stuman or whatever, like they post the pictures of the cars and then people start like, oh, you, you know, that's a scarcity mindset, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. And even Grant Cardone a couple years ago, I was listening. I don't know if it was one of his books or audio books. When I'm in my truck. I'm I think it was on Instagram that. because we were talking about it prior to yeah. hopping on. And I, I saw the same thing. He basically said, look, it's not that it's too expensive, guys. It's that you don't make enough money. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people I saw, man, there were some comments. I mean, he's just getting absolutely roasted. But, like, think about it. That's a it's fact. True. It's it a fact. True. I grew up. 
you know, counting pennies and stuff like that. And I knew that wasn't the life that I wanted. And I'm nowhere near where I want to be. I, 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 that's why you're still investing into the future. Doing that. But the yeah. thing is, is like, I feel like you can have a little bit of both. I don't know what that number is for you. I don't know. All I know is, is as you make more money, you will spend more. So I think there's always kind of like that. And there's always that balance, right? right? But at the same time, you don't want to just always be thinking about tomorrow right. because there's never guaranteed. As long as you're not putting yourself in a bad position, look, you know, if you want a car and stuff like that and you can make it work and you're not stretching yourself and you're not like choosing between investing and having the car, if you're able to make it both. Yeah. So I know people love Dave Ramsey and I think a lot of that stuff is great, but I don't, I, to me, putting $20 in an envelope and giving myself a $20, you know, allowance a week is not the lifestyle that I want because yeah. I've been there. So my thing was, is make more money. How can I earn more money? Yeah. How can I create more time? How can I do more with that? Our business is growing. I'm taking care of other families because now our employees have more work because I'm producing. And now if I want a car or whatever it may be, the, the cars is just a metaphor for whatever you may want or desire. You know, in the Bible, it talks about Selah a couple of times. That's your little bit of heaven on earth. Yeah. Right. I think you owe that to yourself. And it's not about rewards. It's just about you got to have some fun now, too. Yes. But don't take, you know, you know. You just, it's, 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 don't go to one extreme or the other. No. And it's not a balanced thing is you'll know that number. Yeah. And as you make more money, you know, you spend more, there's always that it's going to happen. So, yeah. you know, but now the thing is, is I'm investing five, $6,000 a month now in, uh, self, you know, masterminds, having personal coaching. Yep. Yes. But that's more money than I was making a year you know, 10 mm -hmm. years ago, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's all relative, but now I'm paying for proximity. So I'm joining the masterminds, but I'm coachable. My ego is not so big right? because I want to be coached. I don't get into like these groups so I can be like, Oh, I got Lamborghini. I got this stuff. I want to talk to the guy like Sammy that yeah. sold his company Mossy Oak for a few yeah. years ago that literally is the most kindest, gentlest dude, but like I'm paying for proximity. Yep. That's where I want to be. Yep. That's worth thousands of dollars for me. But, but, but if I wasn't producing, I wouldn't be able to have the, the, the expendable income to invest. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And so you know it, what I like it, about it is that you're not fake, right? It's not fake. If you like love Lamborghinis and that fuels you, you had that on your, on your wall on a yeah. poster in 1989. Yeah. Like, dude, like that's just shit that you're into. And then yeah. naturally what happens when you get those things yeah. is they become a tool for you too. Cause now you're in Lambo clubs. Yeah, now, now, now you're in proximity to other guys that are yeah. fanatical about that shit because you love it. And you don't give a fuck what all the people say about like ego and this and that and all this blah, know. blah, blah. And mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey shit. They, they don't get it man it's like that's something that fuels me and is now putting me in proximity of all these other people it's not only something i love it's yeah. a tool and so i don't got to be fake about so it. so that's number six in my book it's called networking with a purpose network yes so what am i doing i'm talking out my hobby because people are like oh you can't have fun all you do is work well guess what i'm working with the car yeah the hobby is now Boom. turning into a opportunity to meet individuals and when you meet high achievers there's more opportunities that get presented to you and guess what happens with that it cuts out the boat that cuts out the noise if you're sitting there with the half a million dollar car or whatever it is they know you're doing okay so they're going to have mm -hmm. the conversations with you i hate to say and if that triggers you then maybe you need to look at what you're doing in life i'm right. just saying flat out yeah. i mean we've 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 talked about the groups that we're involved with yes. they're expensive yes yeah. and and that's by design it is you know? because it is there's an exclusivity to that. Right. But then I met a guy that <laughs> think about this. I know a guy that was on the ground floor of Google and Microsoft. And when shit goes down in the government, black suburbans pull up to his house and they whisk him off. Like those are people that I'm in Lamborghini clubs, but they don't come out and tell you like, Hey, this is what yeah. I do. Yeah. You just find out you like just, yes. you just sit back and observe. Yeah. The other guy has, you know, started, you know, brought the, the, um, the private cloud to the middle East. Sold his company for $200 million last year. Guess what? I had no idea because I didn't care what he did. I was like, yeah. I really like your car, man. He's like, I really like yeah. you, man. Like, you seem like you're pretty down-to-earth dude. We should go grab lunch. Next thing, we're starting a tech company. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing yeah. is when you're authentic, you're not, you're not just trying to be something you're not, and you're getting these Lamborghinis just to fake no. an image. It's like, what I always wanted. You're, uh, you're attracting what? other people that are authentic about it. Yeah, right? and I think there's like that secret, like, you know, I don't know. I never really read that book, but like the laws of attraction. Yeah. yeah. See, the thing is, I don't think about like, I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be humble. Look, I'm just me. I'm yeah. to the point now. Look, if you don't like me, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And if someone prejudges me, because I know yeah. I get that a lot. People are like, oh, I thought you were going to be a dick, but then like you were cool. And I'm like, well, shame on you. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know, you, I know they say don't judge a book by its cover, but I think you can get a pretty good idea. Yeah. That's why you have a book I'm, designer and a, and a cover designer so yeah, it looks yeah. good. They're not, <laughs> all, they're not all blank. Yeah. You know? But the thing is, is that's a perfect example of if, if you're prejudging people or 
whatever, like that's a more of a you problem. Yeah. So for no me, doubt. I found a way to leverage my hobbies and my work. So it's no longer a liability, guys. It's an asset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your assets, yes, on paper, you like you get your payments or you pay cash or whatever. Like, well, just look at that. How can you combine your hobbies with your work? And I ain't talking about just going around and chasing a white ball around with your friends playing golf. No offense, but I'm networking with people that I've never met. I'm not hanging out with the same people. I'm going on these car rallies and I'm doing both. I'm working right. and I got deals. I've done over, I think I've done over a million dollars this year in, bill, in, in, in deals just with the guys from the car group. I just got two more referrals two days ago that are going to be huge deals for me yeah. just from the cars. So just pretty, find a way to do that. You know? I'm pretty sure when you bought your last Lamborghini, you weren't thinking about like, oh, this is going to get me around all these people and this is going to impress all these people. You were probably just geeking out on the car because you love it, right? Because I had the V10s and then, um, yeah. but yeah, and, and it's funny thing is my first one that I bought back in, it was in 08, I walked into Lamborghini dealership and they basically... I felt like Julia Robertson in yeah, Pretty Woman. Like, you know? What are you doing, hey, bro? Get out of here. I was like 25 or whatever. But the thing is, is like I told you, that was a set. That was a score that I needed to set up with my brother. Yeah. And I was able to do it. And and how it all worked is I talked to my insurance guy. I was like, what's the insurance? He's like 82 a month. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, it's 82 dollars a month. And then the months that you don't drive the car is like 68 bucks. And I'm like. Pfft. You can justify anything, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? You know what I? You know what I like a lot about Burton is is one his humility. You guys need to understand this is an individual that has had success in his life. He doesn't have to continue to seek mentorship or sur- like surround himself with other people. He's just a good, genuine dude. This individual, Pastor Keith, you have an individual that's almost coaching you in your faith. I have you a have spiritual indiv- advisors. Exactly. Yeah. You've got advisors in your business. You've had advisors when it comes to your physique. You know, and and you're investing money wherever you want to grow. Yeah, I'm able to, I'm humble enough and you can almost humble yourself too much. And then you're like, yeah, you kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. it's always that balance. But the biggest thing that I've been working on is, is balancing the spirituality, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of times people say if you're successful, then like you're going against God. But you think about in the Bible, guys, I mean. We, I know I, we've talked about these conversations because I always ask, you know, and, but in the Bible, how many times was God making people kings? Yeah. You know, with kings, you have a duty. So how can you help others? How can you serve others? Yeah. Now it's what the book was about. Like, how can I serve? How can I give back? You know, so we're talking about doing a, you know, a nonprofit and I'm even mentoring, you know, troubled youth. I was doing that in the Midwest. But I think the biggest thing is, is I'm clearly able to look and see where there's holes and there's gaps. As you get better, Certain areas, there's going to be lights that's shining on it because as you're leveling up, that you can see it. And I'm coachable. I don't hire a coach for someone to agree with me. I know there's a lot of people that do that. I want someone to literally call me on my crap. Yeah. Someone that says, look, man, like you're doing great over here, but you're losing the sight over here. And I want that. And I'm coachable. I'm not like too into myself and ego. And, and, and I don't do that. Like I have a spiritual advisor because I need to figure out how I can get better there and be, and even become even better. Because if I'm structured with the gratitude and things like that, that's like my armor that I can put on every day. So when, when I'm putting out fires and I'm having a bad day, I've got the spirituality aspect that I can fall back on. That's like, that's my rock. Right. And then I think it just makes you a better human. Right. You know, and that's one thing that Keith has been able to give me is the spirituality and the abundance and how they both can, coexist yeah. not one or the other yeah. because everyone else says you you know to get a man like to get a rich man into heaven is like trying to get a camel through an eye of a needle like you is that right i think that's that saying something <laughs> like that people perceive it but what i'm saying is is right? like you have you know in the bible it talks about being a good steward of finances and all this stuff it's all good principles but now i've got a spiritual advisor i got ryan and then you guys are advisors i follow you guys' page because i like you guys right yeah but you're putting down solid information for people and it's whether they are willing to accept the message and they're able to apply it or are they going to get triggered because you guys are kind of risky someone said i love that's what i love about you man you speak and you call it what it is some people are like i hate that guy yeah I love it. Yeah. I like someone that's just going to come out and speak their mind. I mean, straight up, that's what it is. It's needed. It is. Yeah. And I that's think what's I was, lacking. It is. And because, no one, no because, one wants to speak the truth because everyone doesn't want to step out. Because well, when you step out, they started getting arrows shot. You know, right. shot at it got to the point where everybody was trying to be politically correct. And what did and that get us? Around. What did that get us? And where are we at right now? Here, here, here we fucking we got, are. We got 26 different genders. You know, I'm worried about people saying like, look, I mean, I don't care what you are, gay or straight. Like, I'm cool with that. But like, you know, I don't want my daughters in the restroom with someone that 
You know what I mean? Hundred yeah, percent. Mean straight up. I mean, I just, I just don't want to have those conversations. Right. And that's also why she's in private school, so I don't have to even worry about. It. Yeah. I know what she's being taught. Yeah. So I know that kind of went a weird thing. I didn't. No, it's no, it's no, <laughs> it's. I, 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 again. Ninety nine percent of the time, I don't care what individuals choose to do with their life. They have the freedom to do whatever. But if it's starting to there's a small, impact family there's a small members or percent of the population right now that's screaming the loudest. Yeah, yeah, and that's dictating culture right Absolutely now. Absolutely, and is. I think that also comes back to being strong fathers and declaring what you're going to yeah. be and what you're not going to be. I think it's our duty to help steer that in the right yeah. direction. And, and you start have you a platform. Want, you need to steer it as well. And be real. I think everybody really, has, not, has a platform, you know, whether right. they realize it or not. And that's you what know, I was talking about. That's ten followers or a hundred or a thousand or whoever you have the ability to impact one person, two people, Tim, everybody that's listening to this, you're listening for a reason. One, you want to improve yourself. So why don't you take the information, one, apply it for yourself so that you can improve, but also speak your mind, speak your truth. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You might get a little pushback, but you're going to get 90% support and 10% pushback. And most people don't understand that and realize that even stuff on our Instagram stories that we post, uh, it, the most like shit, the fire, the hundred, the, you know, whatever, when you can do an emoji on a story is different stuff that most people would be afraid to post. And, and we get maybe one, what the fuck is this propaganda? I thought it was a business page. I said, you know. It's actually our fucking page and we'll post whatever we want and whatever we believe in and our truth. You chose to follow it. Exactly. Yeah. So beat it. Yeah. yeah. Move yeah. on. And let me say this to some of your listeners right now. I don't care if you have 20 followers or a million or whatever it may be, because just because someone has a blue check doesn't mean that they're better than you. It just means that they have a little bit more exposure than you. So I want to tell you right now, if you have 150 followers, this is kind of grim, but I just want to paint a picture. If you have 150 followers, you may be like, well, I don't really have a big enough platform. Imagine if a plane crashed and there was 150 people on that plane. That's 150 people, right? So if you have news. It would be. So my thing is if you only have 150 followers and you make a post, like that's 150 people that are following you for a reason. So I just, it doesn't matter how Everybody's many. Everybody's an influencer. Absolutely. And the thing is, is what you say does matter and people do care. So just take ownership of that. And I don't want you to, I just, I just want to kind of paint that perspective. And I hope I was, sometimes I have like these ideas in my head and I have a hard time, you know, expressing what I'm trying to say, but in a weird way, I just want to let you know, like you do have a duty, you are an influence and people are watching Mm -hmm. and it could be just some small little zinger that you say, that's going to change someone's life. It could be that smile. It could be, man, Hey, how are you? Yeah. It's little things like that. It could be. Yeah. When's the last time you went to a soccer game? No, that's what I'm saying. It could oh, yeah, be how you were yeah, saying. Just like I did it could just be that one thing, mm-hmm. right? That one yeah. thing that changes the direction mm-hmm. of an individual's life. And it does. Well, and it's, that your, is, yeah. it's your choice on the type of influence that you're putting out there, too. Yeah. People got to realize that, man. And that's really what you're, what you're saying is and like, just, you're either choosing to influence people to be victims and negative and, yeah. you know, uh, uh, judging and all this shit, or you're influencing people to be themselves and that's be the, real. And I think. You know, you see, you see the old guys in the gym. They're like sixty years old, and they're standing. They're just naked. They're just blow drying their balls or whatever. I oh mean, yeah, I, yeah. I wonder what that type of freedom feels like because I still do care a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? I get oh, out of shower, but you just hurry and wrap up real quick, yeah. and they're just like but they're, they're, I mean, hanging and point, banging. I think bro. at the point you go to the doctor and they're poking and prodding, and putting yeah. stuff in your pants, and then you're. I think at this point they're like, look, this is just me. Yeah. And I've been through it all. Yeah, I'm not there yet. I you, still do yeah. care, so I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes when you get those naked comments you know they, they hurt a little bit and, they, and, they, and then you've got to talk to yourself and remind yourself of you know who you are 100 you know all that so again yes it can hurt yeah but it's up to you to protect your mindset, and that's your mindset right? and that's yeah. your mindset and that's one of the things i talk about first really in the book there's no hierarchy they all exist but mindset's key yeah and how you feel and, and how you treat others like that really comes down to your mindset i really feel like we can talk about you know galvanizing the body and all that stuff like that's great but really it all kind of starts with mindset and it feeling like you do deserve the blessings that you have yeah you know and, and one of the biggest things that i had to get out of and really i crashed and burned in my 20s is i had the success but i didn't feel like i deserved it right and and, and one of the things that i I was like a junkyard dog mentality. My boy, Tony, he's one of my business partners. He's like, you're kind of like a junkyard dog, man. He's like, you know, you're, you're, you're tight. And even now, like it's weird. He says it sometimes, but the walls that I put around my life to protect, to keep everybody here also 
kept the blessings from coming to yeah. So as I was keeping everything out, I was keeping that, you know, the good things coming, you know, coming to me as well. Yeah. When you put up walls to, to safe, keep yeah. yourself safe yeah. from the bad, you're also keeping yourself keeping, safe from the good. Yeah. You know, that's it. So, but you've got to take the walls down so that you can get the good, but, and know that there's going to be some bad for and, sure. And, 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 and you'll evolve and you'll, and you'll get better at dealing with that. And again, as he said, we are, we're all human beings. Yeah. Shit stings a little bit. Yeah. But that's all it should be. It's not a fucking dagger. It's it just is. a little stinger. Yeah. Right? And you just have to just roll with that and yeah. know that. And I know that we can sit here and talk about it and we can talk about all of the ways it's going to hurt, you know, and, and just know that. So, but what about on the flip side though, when yeah. people say good things, right? This is where I've struggled for a long time. And, uh, is accepting the good shit. It's accepting the good shit. I like, diminish yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I like downplay You're like, oh, it. Like, dude, oh, it's no. Yeah. Yeah, and we should we should own that shit, and we should step into that greatness. Like I like I talk, I got up and talked at a family event one time. This dude walks up and he's like, "Dude, you should like run for mayor or something. You're a really good speaker." And I'm like, "Bro, I've gotten on stages for work, and I'm bomb, dude. I'm not a good speaker. I'm around Trevor all day. This motherfucker delivers a Kill good him. ass yeah, message, yeah, you, right?" You, you do, but then later, I was just kind of like, "Why do why do I diminish myself like that, right?" Like. I actually am a good speaker. You're going to be harder you know? on yourself than anyone Yeah, else. every time I've spoke on stages, even though I'm my toughest critic, I get swarmed with people afterwards. And they're like, so So when I started accepting, like, you know what? No, I can do it. Yeah. I'm pretty good at it. I've got potential in it. Yeah. It's like you're stepping in your greatness a little you bit are. too. So Your highest and best hey, Well, what, what's weird about it is I've seen Kel talk. Yeah. And I think if... I think he's great. Yeah. And then he gets off. He's like, dude, I would, man, I should have said this. That's the imposter syndrome. You know, look, that's yeah. that imposter syndrome, bro. And I'm that's like, what it is. from my perspective, mm -hmm. all was good, bro. <laughs> right. But you, sometimes we just over critique ourselves. We do. You know, we got to give ourselves a fucking break you sometimes, do. And you know? That's the, that's the double edged sword, like, fellas. Literally, it is. that's it, is. it right literally there. Literally, within the last month, I've been starting to tell myself, I'm proud of me. And that's literally. People need to start saying that on the way as you're driving. I'm proud of myself. Tell yourself that and watch your fucking mind start to shift. And honestly, this pressure that's self-imposed kind of goes away when you just finally tell yourself that you're proud of you. Man, you almost you almost got me, man. I I almost uh, I I started getting a little watery eyed because. Uh, I was in at a, an event about three months ago speaking in St. Louis and the speaker comes up and John's like, can you look yourself in the mirror and say you're proud of yourself? Yeah. I start crying. Like just, just keeping it real. And I started crying. Isn't that crazy though, that that happened. And here we are in talking about a very similar subject. Cause obviously we're supposed to talk about it yeah. because it, because people need to hear this shit. Just like maybe you needed to hear that three months ago or whatever it was. Yeah. Right? And the thing is, I think a lot of us like, <laughs> man, you're somebody accepting the good. Like I think of all the things that like, you, you, I think, I, I think it's cool when other people are like, I mean, what you do is really cool. Cause then if you don't have to speak on other yeah. people or speak on it, kind of takes it off of you. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of, it's kind of a cool well, place to be. I honestly think when like all of us came from pretty harsh backgrounds, so we've used the chip on our shoulder type thing in order to yeah. be successful. 100%. And it's like, 100%. we don't want to take that off of our shoulder and say that we're proud. We still got shit to prove. Yeah, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Exactly. Yeah. But, but I think you can do both. You can have a chip on your shoulder yeah. and also be proud of how far you've come. 100%. And literally, when I started saying that to myself, I started thinking about, you know, where I was five years ago or 10 years ago or when we first started becoming partners, you know, a decade ago and, yeah. and versus where we are now. And and when's the last time an individual took a little bit of time to reflect on where they were five or 10 years ago? And again, just say that you're proud of, proud of yourself. Let me you just know? say this guys, how many partnerships, be it marriages, business, you know, all this kind of stuff in the last, last 10 years. Decade. Yeah. I just think it's a testament to you all Yeah, that you guys are able to, you know, work it out. And I'm sure you guys had battles and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like you guys know that like you together is, is better. Yeah. Is better. Yeah. You know, cause I'm sure that. there's, yeah. it is. So I just think that that's a testament, you know, I mean, I love you guys, you're, you're my boys, but I think that that right there, the fact that you've been able to keep this thing going and working at 10 and you're setting those goals and you're as I, I think yeah. that speaks we get a, that lot. Question a lot. It a lot speaks of people a lot. Are like, how do you make it work? And they write books on it. The book yeah. called rocket fuel. Like yeah. clearly yeah. you, 
you guys had clearly defined roles. So, I mean, you guys may speak on like that. Yeah. I mean, well, just I, like just like you in your book, like I didn't know I had this system. We I, didn't either for a long time. Right. Yeah. So you but actually like, like yeah. they're saying y'all you're just hustling right. and bustling. Yeah, next we thing you know, that's what design. made it easier. So don't take that for granted. Yeah. You know. So you know, people ask me, like, how do you get so much done? I'm sitting there like, well, I got. I feel like I could do more. Yeah. You know. Isn't that crazy? But again, that's that mindset of it could always be more, but it just has to be, where's that coming from? Is it, is it, is it a greed or is it wanting things or is it, what can I do to, it's just how you channel it. Well, it gets to a point where you just want to impact other people And that's kind of where I'm at now. And and the, and the transition is being like, I love seeing people win. Yeah. I, I, you know, like everyone's just like, well, you know, Kurt, I think, you know, someone we all know, like Kurt has a roofing company here in Dallas and they absolutely kill it. But the thing is with Kurt, like everyone's like, well, he's like your competitor. I'm like, no. I want to see them do well. There's plenty of, yeah. Yeah. there's millions of homes in Dallas. So like technically on paper, yes, we're competitors, but I want to see him yeah. do well. Yeah. There's enough to go around before my scarcity mindset was, is I want to see you fail yeah. because I want to win. I want right. It's not that yeah. I want to win. I want to see you lose. You think they're taking something they're away not, from you, but we, ha- we have a call with an apex member. That's a CPA on like what Tuesday, Yeah, you know, just to, Help out wherever we can help, yeah. right? Because we can probably learn from him too. One hundred percent. We can't. We can't. We can't do bookkeeping for a hundred percent of businesses. No, you know, like <laughs> so. Why not help each other? Why not help you, each other? There's you can help the industry because if you guys help each other, you make the industry better. There's yeah. like thirty-three million registered businesses. <laughs> we can't do the bookkeeping for thirty-three million businesses. There's twenty-five hundred roofing contractors in Dallas. Yeah. And we didn't hey, really talk about that. Competition's great because one, it pushes you, but it, also alliances are even better. One hundred percent. And I think he does a good company. He knows he so the thing is, is like if you're in that mindset, I want to tell you guys if anyone's listening right now, and if you're a realtor, you got other people, salespeople in the office. Like if you see other people winning, you can win too. Yeah. And if you look at the people that are your top, because I'm typically one of the top, if not the top, you know, definitely top two or three producers in our company consistently month in and month out. But the thing is, is like the competition makes you better. Yeah. But why don't you look at those people and see what makes them great instead of, you know, maybe taking a shot at them and being like, hey, it must be nice. Like, what are they doing consistently that you're not? Yeah. Right. Think about that. And then like in your business, if there's things you want to do, like just successfully clues guys, they Mm -hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, that's a perfect example right there of, of that. So fuck bro. I think we're going to like group hug after this episode. This yeah, I, good know, one, I, I do. I'm down. I'm yeah, down. So dude, I love this episode. <laughs> where do people want connect with you and where does somebody go buy your book? Um, so right now, um, obviously pretty much any of the you know, marketplaces for books. I mean, you, you like know, like Barnes and Noble type of, shit, yeah, Amazon, online, Amazon, whatever, it's everywhere. And it's, it's align your empire. Do you have a website or anything? We do Burton Hughes official.com. Okay. Again, that's Burton Hughes And then, um, on Instagram, I'm at Burton Hughes official. So it's at Burton underscore Hughes underscore official. Um, that's on there. And then also with that, we started a tech company. So we built an app around the book. So one thing that we, I just didn't want this book to be like a one and done type thing. Yeah. You're going to have certain times in your area that maybe you're struggling with mindset or maybe you're struggling with like your finances or whatever. Like those are sections in the book that you're going to come back to. So with the app, it's like an, an additional ecosystem resource for you. Right. So if you're struggling with your meals, guess what? You can jump on there and get icon meals, but there's a gamified version. So if someone's struggling with their health and wellness, well, guess what? You know, the way we have it set up right now is if you go to the gym for 30 days in a row or go to yoga for 30 days in a row, you're going to get a badge. And then you also may get a coupon for Lululemon for 20% off for the success that you've had. Oh, okay. So we've really tried to go after that. We got Pepsi on board we've got a lot of these major it's again i always play big i wouldn't do anything small yeah oh, so it's 100 percent correct but the thing is, hard on is i want to make sure and i didn't want to just run the bases mm-hmm. well that's so, the funny thing is you could tell burton doesn't half ass shit yeah he full asses that shit i do full ass yeah he's, yeah, he's yeah. a full asser you know <laughs> dude, I, i've been working on my book and it's hard dude it and is so man the, the, and i'm sitting here thinking whoa dude you've done all that stuff mm-hmm. with your book like you definitely go big dude because i i'm, I'm putting as much effort as i can in my mm-hmm. book i thought but yeah. then i'm like holy shit you built all this stuff around your book that's mm-hmm. incredible dude I yeah admire we that. self-publish it and the next thing you know we ended up getting a publishing deal so it's funny how things work out but yeah. like i said well, I'm just I'm, you got to be taking action for things to work out Things That's all happen I know. when you're in motion. And the right. thing is, is if, if you're curating action, action then creates more action. So remember, the the wake is always bigger than a boat. Yeah. So anything that you're doing, if you're writing a book or growing your business, like just it does matter. And uh, I love y'all. I hope we can come back and maybe do another one. Hell yeah. yeah I'd like to do a recap yeah. of this because yeah. I will tell you, you're talking about you know good. how you're proud of where you're at right now, but we're going to be laughing about this conversation yeah. in five years. Yeah, yeah. five, ten years. We we'll be looking back. Yeah. Yeah. Then, right? yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for those days. Uh, and I hope yeah. I'm, I'm going to be around with you. We'll still be doing life together we then. So Guys, uh, 
All the information Burton just shared with you will be in the show notes as well of the podcast. So if, uh, you know, just as if you're driving or whatever, didn't have time to take a note and, and figure out what his website is or where to buy the book or check him out, his Instagram, all that will be in the show notes. So you can go ahead and screenshot that and, and uh, do some research. He's a, he's, he's a, he's a badass. Super and and, and you, you'd yeah. be doing yourself a favor to go check him out and uh, purchase his book flat out. That's, that's not me just saying that to like try to push book. Like after this episode, if you can't tell how genuine Burton is, then check your pulse. You know what I mean? I appreciate, so, I appreciate that, man. No, really dude, it's, it was an honor to have you. Yeah, like, for it really real, was. For real. It was I still amazing. want to come out to St. George. So yeah, like, yeah. 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 I think you're go. off the hook on hey, that. Hey, no, hey, that. We got the Dallas podcast in and we can get a yeah. St. George podcast Yeah, I want to get out there, know? man, for sure. So we appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your wisdom, bro, and, yeah. and, and being vulnerable and, and open with everything that's uh, transpired in your life to get you where you're at right now. And I know for a fact it's going to impact some people that are listening right now. So... We appreciate it. I know the listeners appreciate it. Guys, um, this was awesome. This was awesome. So have a kick-ass day. Till next time, we'll see you on episode 121.